seems to be about once every six weeks there's a story around the imploding of the planet. This one is a report released by the UN saying a million species are threatened with extinction. An extensive report released by a United Nations organisation shows that there are more threatened animal and plant species than ever before in human history. More than 4,000 native New Zealand plants and animals, and this made me very sad, including the kereru, one of my favourites, are among the species at risk. Bugman Rude Kleinpass joins me now. Good morning, Rude. Good morning, Kerry. See, the only problem with this is that a million is such a nice, neat number. And mm. how do we know in human history? We How far back do records go? Do we even know how go. many? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not really. No, but because we're, we're losing, we've lost the ability to do a longitudinal study. We've got to do that very quickly in order to, A, find out what we've got, B, describe it, and then C, monitor whether they're going forward or backwards. But if I, if I look at the countries that have done these studies, like the Netherlands and Germany and, and places like that, mm. uh, they're all coming out at the moment in Europe saying we are losing species left, right and centre. And what I've heard, here's another nice neat number, is that we, what we are losing today is on average, now get this, 150 species each day. Right, and that's from those that have been identified and recorded in recent times. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. That is what they get. So, so if you then realise, Kerry, that all these species have got a job to do, yep. scientists call that uh, e- ecosystem services. You know, they they, re- they remove dung from the streets. They, uh, they they make benign climate. They help trees grow. They pollinate. They, you know what? I'm, all that stuff. I don't need to lecture all that. No. But if you then understand that we're losing 150 of these species a day, I asked an Air New Zealand engineer. How many rivets can we lose from the wing of an A320 aircraft before it becomes catastrophic? And this guy said, ah, one, maybe two, uh, three. I would start to get really worried. Yes. So this is the biggest or story in the planet, mate. Forget the yellow vests, the high-vest stuff. I get that, but when you have <laughs> alarmist headlines like that and you and then you ask questions like, well, what what insect species or animal species are increasing is there's limited resources for scientists and environmentalists, so they focus on what we're losing. How do we know that we're not gaining pollinators or other insect species that we simply don't have the money or the resources to study? Yeah, fair enough. Well, we don't gain them as such because evolution takes a, a bit longer than between now and noon, you know. Uh, but but the point, of course, is that we are discovering new species because in the insect world, of course, we have only one million species identified. There might be 12 million to do. Exactly. You know? This is That's the point. So, yes, we do discover new species and we learn what they, before they die out, I hope, and we learn what they're doing. One of the latest discoveries I thought was really cool was a little uh, a little uh, moth called uh, Neopelpa Donald Trumpy, which <laughs> looks just like Donald Trump with a hairdo <laughs> to match. <laughs> I am not joking. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a curse on the border of the USA and Mexico. I think that's really cool. Oh, my goodness, you're right. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. Her, oh, my, it really does look like him. For those who are wondering, it's yeah. N-E-O-P-A-L-P-A and then Donald Trump with an I at the end of it, and it kind of does. Um, so we're finding you – look, I think that sometimes 
surveys like this can do more harm than good when they come out. Well, perhaps the media reporting on the surveys perhaps is fairer. When you uh-huh. get this kind of alarmist, we must stop human development now or the planet will implode is basically the message because humans are the ones being blamed on the species' decline and extinction in some cases. So what we just stop... Kerry, when you and I... When you and I were born, there were two and a half billion people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Now we're pushing eight. Right. So that's the elephant in the room, yeah. number one. Number two, economic growth at all cost. I don't need to say any more. I know that our government has been looking, or Treasury has been looking at the circular economy over the last few years. Those are transformational things that we really need to adopt. Uh, things like eating fewer items of meat and have more plant-based diet are really important. We have a lot of answers already to what we need to do. And, and, and if you then take climate change, you know, the report drawdown that, uh, that Paul Hawken and co. brought out a couple of years ago, it gives you the top 100 best things from, you know, that we can do to actually look after the sustainability of the planet and how we can go forward. Mm-hmm. And yes, we caused it, but we also have the creativity to actually do something about it. And from that particular point, I'm always taking the positive view, Kerry, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I am teaching teachers to teach outside, so we reconnect teachers and kids back to how the natural systems operate. Yes, and, you know, I, I get that we changed a lot of the way that we just do day-to-day activities from the 70s to now, you know, much more wasteful, much more dependent on even the plastic bags in the supermarket. We didn't grow up with those. We had brown paper bags, that sort of thing. Um, Biking to school or walking to school, again, that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. is it as simple as that? Or do we just have to stop having children? Do we say to some countries, well, we're developed and we really enjoyed it, but we've seen the error of our ways so you don't get to develop? Yeah, that's one of them. Or you can educate uh, women and uh, do birth control things and all that sort of stuff, which is which all makes total sense. I wouldn't say you would deny people, uh, you know, a, a bit of a hit, uh, sort of progress in terms of mm. their their economic status, as you're saying, especially mm. in third world countries and all that. I totally get that. But those are the main points of the news. And the funny thing is we know that. Mm. But we also know that invasive species, you know, MPI's material, that, that, that invasive species is a problem, that we are having land use systems that are not sustainable at the moment. Um, nature literacy, as I mentioned before, environmental consciousness. I tend to take it from a positive point of view and it is predatory for New Zealand. It is planting stuff and it is all that education stuff that we're doing. I think there is a way out, but we've got to act now. And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, this is New Zealand. We are infinitesimally small in terms of the um, any kind of influence we can have on the eventual outcome of the planet. Would you say just that every little bit is going to help? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are also the exemplar of uh, for the world of how we're going to now look at our conservation or our restoration and rehabilitation of our natural systems and how we're doing that are in a way that most of the population of New Zealand partakes in. It's it's actually quite neat. Mm. I mean, I, I, I absolutely love the idea of you know, with the place we've got up north of having that rat-free, A, because I hate rats and I know they've got a purpose, but I, they can have a purpose next door. Um, 
We've got exactly. we've got families of Kiriru that come back. We're replanting so that instead of the um, flax, you know, the pampas grass and the ginger, we've got manuka, kanuka, that sort of thing. But do I think I'm saving the planet? No. I think I'm just creating a nice space for natural species and to and to try to get it back as it was before. But I ultimately it's because I enjoy it, not because I think I've got a higher purpose. No, no, that's right. Exactly. Well, that enjoyment is actually a natural feeling. And if you can show that little mirror to the kids that are sitting on Twitbook and all that sort of stuff <laughs> with devices in their hand, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we really need to reconnect with that feeling. And you and I are old enough to remember that. But take, I have pity on the 12-year-olds and 11-year-olds mm. who basically knew and know nothing but the latest clothes to wear and fashion. And, oh. But I think, anyway. there, I think because they hear these headlines, they're probably a lot more evolved than we were when it comes to uh, awareness of environmental concerns and probably a lot more panicked. Yeah, we're getting there, though. And that is exactly how you drive that through the system and education, and which is why I'm focusing on teachers and kids more than anything else at the moment. Mm -hmm. But that's the positive story, Kerry. Yeah. We can take this and, and turn it around and be sensitive about it. And remember one thing. Growth at all costs. If Are you trying to, you know, with economic work, are you like, you know how they talk about carbon zero? Is that your goal? Zero? Nothing? It's like jumping into a cab and saying, quick, I'm not going to the airport. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, we need to think, you know, we have to change our language. It's got to be zero carbon positive. Nature is positive. This is where we're going. And I think that is really important. And kids get that. Lovely to talk to you. As always, Ruth Kine passed our, well, he's, he's basically our pet bug man, really. And very highly respected around. He's everybody's pet bug man. Uh, so the UN report saying nature's in its worst shape in human history. Yeah, not helpful. Not helpful headlines. I think we know that, and I think there's a there's a general understanding that bees are good. We're planting more natives um, in the backyard. People who don't like mowing their lawns and can't be asked can plant their back gardens with wildflowers and say, there, I'm doing my bit for the planet. That'll make up for a garment manufacturer in China polluting the living bejesus out of its environment. I don't, you know, people are the problem, and that's what the UN report says. And it's not just people being a problem. It's people who want to have a nice lifestyle who aspire to all the things we've enjoyed for many, many decades. And now we're saying, yeah, sorry and all that. We got there first and used it all up, and now you're just going to have to live like the greeniest green ever if you want to save the planet and have a place for your grandchildren to, to live.